It's March 30th, 2019, and this is episode number two of It Started in Hendricksville, stories by Jerry Abram. So, Dad, how you doing today? Just fine. It's a rainy day, but doing all right. Yeah, it's a it's pouring the rain. It's warm out, but um, pretty wet. So, um, Dad, to catch up from last week a little bit, um, uh, I mentioned Virginia last week. So, <laughs> I didn't say who Virginia was. So, so, so tell everybody who Virginia is. Okay, there is six of us children was born to the end of the family. And Virginia is the oldest of the six, and it's my oldest sister, and she's still with us, and seemingly in pretty good health, and she's 93 years old now. Wow. Yeah, so you said she's over 12 years older than you, so. Well, just a little bit. Just, just a little bit, yeah. Very good. And then who are your other uh, sisters and brother? Okay, I have one brother 10 years younger than me, that's Randy, and uh, Randy only lives about two miles from us here. And uh, then I've got uh, three other sisters besides Virginia. Uh, Marquita is the youngest of the girls, and she lives in uh, Scottsdale, Arizona. And, uh, (coughs) excuse me, Wilma was the sister just older than me, and she passed away about two years ago. Then Helen, who was second in line, the next one younger than Virginia, lived in Tucson, Arizona. Okay. And we lost her about four years ago. Okay. But uh, there's still four of us living, the youngest girl, and Randy, my brother, and myself, and Virginia. So, Marky and Randy were the youngest. Who was the youngest of those two? Randy. So Randy is the youngest. Yeah, he's the youngest. And, and how, is he 10 years younger than you? Yes. So if you if you do the full span of kids, there's about a 22 age difference between Randy and Virginia. Yeah, just you know? about that's yeah. about right. Which is which is a lot yes. <laughs> in today's standards. Yeah. So, all right, very good. And the other one I wanted to mention is that I just uh, on the side mentioned Ronnie Vern and just want everyone to know that uh, it's Ronnie Vern Abram. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he's related to you somehow, but I don't know how. Well, it's very distant, but uh, Ronnie's. Uh, grandfather, which was Ray, was a full cousin to my dad. Okay. So, very good. So, and the only reason we mentioned Ronnie is that he, uh, I don't think, he, in fact, did he pass away? No, he, we've still got him. Oh, he's, good. Okay. He, he's I, I knew he was, with cancer. Yeah, right? he was really sick. I knew that. Yeah. Okay. But anyways, Ronnie lives in the house that you were born in. That's Absolutely, where that came from. Yes. And, and still does. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very good. All right, so um, to get things started this week, Dad, I want to have you go back. You talked a little bit about your schooling last week uh, where you started in Bloomington. And so if you don't mind, just kind of walk us through um, your starting in school at first grade, things you remember, and then you switched over to Salisbury at some point there. And just tell us a little bit about school and what happened and things that went on there. Okay, when I started out in the first grade, we lived right on the county line, but we lived in Greene County, and the first school I went to was in Monroe County. 
But where we lived in Greene County, the closest bus was over a mile away that came to us to take us to the Greene County School, which would be Salisbury grade school. Which today, a mile would be nothing, but back then, oh. there, there weren't cars in everybody's driveway and no. everything, so a mile was kind We'd of a big deal. You'd have to walk both yeah. ways. Yeah, you would have had to walk, yeah. So Dad paid a little bit of tuition, and the school bus that come down through Monroe County turned in our driveway because... Where we lived on the county line, there was no other houses in Monroe County real close to that. Okay. So then they allowed me to get on the bus there and go to the old Rice School up on Rice Road in Monroe County, not too far from the airport up there. And uh, so my first two years, I went there, and uh, my sister just older than me, Wilma, she went to what they called the Joint School, which set right where the Speedway station is in Highland Village now. Really? Yeah, right on that corner in that intersection. S did you ride the same bus to yeah. go? Okay, same yeah, bus, but same, different schools. Yeah, oh, there was only one bus come through there. Yeah, yeah. right. And all grades rode it, so. Okay. Yeah, was, yeah. So that's how we wound up in Monroe County. Then they got the roads fixed a little more, and uh, Larry and Irma was getting old enough then to go to school. Okay, so, so let's then just... they decided to bring a bus over there from Salisbury. So then we turned okay. and went back to school in Irma County. Okay, so so tell us a little bit about who Larry and Irma was and where they lived and yeah. kind of how that made pull, all comes well, together. So Larry and Irma was uh, full cousins to Ronnie that you had asked about. Mm -hmm. So uh, they would be the same relation to me as Ronnie was, which okay. was probably a third cousin, but they was lived next door, uh, about oh less than a quarter mile down the road from where we lived. Okay. And uh, that was our playmates. We all played together. Well, I was going to say, yeah, I know you spent time with Larry. Yeah. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so school bus then got rerouted, I guess, to Gardner Road, mm -hmm. which meant you could get picked up. Right. And then you guys switched and you started, what year did you start going then to Salisbury? When I was in the third grade. Okay. So I went in there in the third grade. Okay. And that bus turned in our driveway then. <laughs> The one turned in oh, our driveway in Monroe County, well, and now the one in Greene County is turned in there. When you're on the county line, you get hit either way. Yeah, so. so when you went to school over there, um, uh, I'm curious to know how big the school was, because the, the school eventually became Eastern Green yes. School. It's the mm -hmm. same, I mean, same organization, but that wasn't where the school was. The school, mm -hmm. I assume, was right in Salisbury. Yeah. And um, so tell us a little bit about what the building was like and how big it was and how many kids and all that kind of stuff. Okay. The school I went to when I was in the third grade was straight across the road, right across uh, Highway 33 or 43 from the old Salisbury High School. And it set down through a little okay. valley and up on the hill there about oh, 150 yards from the other school. Okay, and how close is that to downtown Salisbury, where the Salisbury Grocery Store is? Well, the that? old high school was where Hudson Concrete is now, the same building. Okay, so it's right, I mean, all, right almost on the intersection. Yeah. And then the elementary, or whatever, I don't know what you would have called it, Salisbury School, was down the hill from there. No, it was straight across the road. Oh, straight across it the road. Straight across 43, straight west, and then a little building set up there, two so, rooms. So John Hudson owns some property in there. And his house is kind of across the street from his business, so it must have been close to there, to where John Hudson's house is. Well, where it used to be. Now he's moved now. Okay, yeah, where it yeah. used to be. Yeah. But anyhow, where he used to be, yeah, was just uh, down the road, 
fifty yard okay. probably his driveway. All right. So all right. So so there were two at that point were there two buildings? There was yeah. a high school and a and which ages went to which school? Uh, you stayed in the little school they called it to the I believe you stayed in there to the eighth grade. Okay. No, no, it wasn't that far because it was so small. There was just two rooms in it, and probably my class that I went to in the third grade had 15, maybe 20 kids at the most in it. So you had 15 to 20 third graders, mm -hmm. or total kids more than third grade? No. Uh, so it's a, okay. The whole building, which was, I believe, maybe third, fourth, and fifth, maybe. Uh-huh. But anyway, uh, whatever the situation was, there were two rooms, and then you moved across the road to the other building. Okay, so, so you so you would have been in class with kids older and younger than you, oh, yeah. and then mm -hmm. the, do you remember how many teachers were in that building? Two. We okay. Had two teachers, two rooms, two teachers. So first grade through maybe sixth grade or some something like that was all being taught by two teachers. Yeah. Yeah. Two, and both of them were ladies. Okay. Uh, Mrs. Yoho. And uh, Mrs. Weimer. Oh, interesting. And so, yeah, so obviously a yo-ho connected to all the yo-hos oh, down yes. there. And, and what, uh, I don't know if the grocery store is still called yo-ho, but one time the grocery, the, the uh, little store there was called yo-ho grocery. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, I don't know, if it, is it still called yo-ho? I don't, I don't yes. Know. It is, okay. They kept the name when they even they remodeled it. Okay. Um, all right, so then... Um, you music's always been a big deal um, in, to your family, and so you played a musical instrument. Do you know what grade you started playing, roughly, or uh, probably seventh? Okay, so my, you might have been right at the upper mm -hmm. end there. Um, so tell me a little bit about music and how that worked in the school, because I'm just kind of curious. Well, uh, the Salisbury High School had a band. Okay, and. Uh, the, uh, they had different, uh, through the years that I was there, they had uh, two or three different band instructors. Uh, the school owned most of the instruments. Some of the kids were financially able to buy their own, but it was a very small band, but we did uh, finally got enough money ahead to buy uniforms. Hmm, we just wore Levi's and white shirts for a long time, and we'd march in the parade at the Ellettsville Fall Festival. Well, sir. And, uh, didn't know that. Yeah, two or three places like that we would go and, and march in the uh, parades, Linton and all over. But anyway, uh, then when we got those uniforms, I mean, that was the greatest thing that ever happened to them. And you just, you know, you couldn't stay out in front of the mirror and you put your uniform yeah. on and <laughs> see yeah. what you looked like. But it was uh, a very small band, and uh, we competed a little bit with some small bands from around, but uh -huh. not much. But we... We done okay. I mean, we held uh -huh. our own pretty much. And what instruments did you play? I have at that time was playing a clarinet, and then later uh, when I got into high school, I played a baritone saxophone. Okay. And then, so you had that clarinet. Now, what about your brothers and sister? Your brother and sisters? Did any of them play instruments in the band? Randy played a trumpet. Okay. But uh, the rest of the girls did not. Did, they just okay. wasn't in the band. So one thing I was thinking about is back in those days, um, yeah, 
the impression I have is that not everybody would have been convinced that getting a high school education was the most important thing ever. Where in nowadays that's pretty common that most parents would push really hard for a high school education. But it sounds like your dad and mom really wanted you guys in school and wanted you getting an education. Yeah, they did. They pushed for that and wanted to have you know the best they could do. They just didn't have any money, but yeah, uh, they done the best they could. But there was a lot of kids dropped out the day they were 16 years old. They grabbed their books and went home. Okay, so that's so you were required, kind of. I don't know if it was a law or what, but you you were. If, if a parent was caught not sending their child to school, that would have not been good. I mean, they, they needed to send them until they were 16, but at that point, they could stop. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so that makes more sense to me because your dad encouraged his... Uh, okay, I'm sorry, everyone. I'm looking at my mom right now, talking to her. Um, but in her family, a lot of the kids dropped out at 16. Mm-hmm. And that would have that's why he would have kept them until he was 16 because he had to keep them until he was yes. 16. Okay, no, I, I guess I didn't ever realize that that was the way that worked back then. So that was, uh, it might still be that way now. I don't know what the rules are now. So. Now I don't know about now. I don't know what what they expect or what they do. Okay, um, but you stayed in and got you stayed in through twelfth grade. Yes, I and graduated. What about your your brother and sisters? Did were they all able to stay in through twelfth grade? Yeah. So the whole family, yeah, yeah we all made it all, through. All got graduated from high school, which is mm-hmm. pretty neat. Um, However, Virginia graduated from uh, Salisbury, but uh, that was when I was going over in Monroe County, no bus there, and she lived with my grandmother right. on mom's side uh-huh. because they lived down in Greek County right. where the bus come by. Yeah. So she stayed with them through the school year and went to school at Salisbury and graduated from there. So, so the when you say Salisbury, was that did she graduate from the same high school you graduated oh, from? Yeah. So, so she she was the one child that, well, maybe there were others too, but anyways, compared to you, she started out in Salisbury and went all the way through. Yes. So, do you know about your mom and dad? Did did they have any chance to go to school or anything like that? Both of them went to the eighth grade. Okay. And that was as far as they had to go at that time. And would that have also been Salisbury? No. Uh, there was a schoolhouse, a little one-room school, that was about exactly one mile north of the Hendricksville store. Really? Like Mackville area? Oh, well, No, straight up 43. You know where oh, the pros... I, I, I get my directions turned around when I get it. So you're saying straight up 43 toward where the... Whitehall. Toward Whitehall. So this would have been close to where Bob Ulan's place was and somewhere well, up in there? You know where the pros lived there? and the, That was the old schoolhouse. Just before you, get, it's on the left. That's in there, and uh, just before you get to the bridge, up there. Oh yeah, yeah, right that's there. A, that's the schoolhouse. Okay, so so your okay, so that old schoolhouse was really close to where your mom's parents lived up there on yeah, the hill. You, you can see, you, you can see, you probably see her house from the schoolhouse. Yeah. Well, so so that's where the that's where the original schoolhouse was, and then that closed down and moved everything over to Salisbury. You, and you then. could go to the eighth grade there. And at that time, when Dad and Mom were up in the eighth grade, uh-huh. if you made it to eighth grade, then it was legal to stop. Okay, and probably almost everybody did back then. Yeah. So. so that's far as either of them went. They only had eighth grade. Okay. All right. Well, that's great. So let's switch gears a little bit. I want to go back to the Hendricksville store. Um, so down in that area, I know that... Did the Yoho Grocery in Salisbury exist at that time? 
Yeah. I said, that's an old building, so oh, I thought yeah. so. So Salisbury had its own little store, but at this time, Hendricksville had its own little grocery store. Yeah. And I assume you guys, well, tell me more about that, but is that where you guys got most of your food and stuff? Uh, well, if when we needed something quick, we always went there because it was close. Okay, so it was, it was then your convenience Most store, of our groceries was bought from the Abram Grocery up at the crossroads where the crossroads church is up on the Whitehall yep. Pike. You know where that is? Close, uh, to, close to the airport. Yeah, yeah. Uh, real close to the airport. And he was able to, he moved enough groceries in there, Elmer Abram did, that owned it. He had a little better prices. Yep. And at that time, it meant a lot. What he he, he was the Walmart of that day. He was the Walmart <laughs> of that day, yeah. yeah. Okay, so you got your, your big groceries there and then you, you get everyday type things at the Hendricksville store. Right. So tell me a little bit about the Hendricksville store. I think it was an interesting place. So. <laughs> it was very interesting. Uh, the old store had an upstairs in it. It was a big building, pretty good sized building. And it's the same building that's there today? Oh yeah. Okay. And uh, they had this grocery store in the bottom and it was owned uh, from the time I remembered. Now someone else owned it earlier than that and I can't remember who it was. But when I was growing up, Wayne Abram owned the store. Well, Wayne owned all the property in that area too, uh -huh. didn't he? So, and, okay. Because uh, Liberty Church of Christ, where its building sits there, I, I believe Wayne sold that or practically gave it to the church. Yeah, he that, gave it to the church. Gave yeah. that to the church to build yeah. that building there. So, okay. All right. So, go ahead. But uh, Wayne owned the store and his brother, Gerald, ran the store for us. Oh, that's and, interesting. Uh, Wayne would work in there occasionally. And... Uh, but the family, you know, hung together right there around that store. Well, then that was the only meeting place for people that just wanted to go and visit and sure. talk that we had. So they no electricity, always, no television. Mm -hmm. So that's so what you, you did. So you meet in there and see how many things that you shouldn't say was said. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was quite an interesting setup and. The big argument was whose pocket knife was the sharpest. They okay. sat in there and whittle all the time. Okay. Then they'd whittle and they'd talk about different things that was happening and weather was the big subject. Okay. They talked always about the weather, but then they had on the front porch of the store, had a big front porch open. Uh-huh. And uh, they had a bench out there. It was actually it was a bench. It was nothing in the world but a rough sawed, huge, big two by 12 board uh -huh. cut out the sawmill. See, there was a sawmill there in Hendricksville. And they had sawed this board out and they set it up on blocks and made it the right height to set on. Okay. So they sat on this board across in front of the big window that you could look in the store on. Yeah. And sat out there and those guys, them pocket knives, had whittled on that board. There wasn't hardly anything left of it. They're always cutting notches out of it and so cutting they, their they, names they in it. Whittled on the old, the board they're actually sitting on. Yeah. They sit there and cut on it while yeah. they're sitting there. Or they'd so. bring two or three sticks in to whittle on. You know, uh -huh. just something to do. And uh, of course, if you went to the store after you got out of your car and walked into the store, then you didn't want to know what was said about sure. you it, with yeah. that group sitting it, exactly. on the bench, you know. <laughs> exactly, yeah, that's funny. But uh, that was the entertainment we had and about all the entertainment we had. And my dad, now I, of course, was, it was different that when I grew up, but dad remembered when the first car came through Hendricksville. 
they had word that this car was going to come up through there, the Model T Ford, and uh, he said, you wouldn't believe the crowd, horses and buggies everywhere, and all lined up on the banks down through Wayne's yard and all down through there, a big crowd of people. And you hear this car coming directly up this dirt road, and it come in there and stopped, and everybody, of course, that could get around it, walked around and looked at it, and then this guy took off and went on to Bloomington in it. Okay. So that was, that said that I wonder was, how they all knew it was coming. That's interesting. Well, somebody had come in there on a horse and yeah. told him, you know, what was going on and what was going to happen. Probably he got his information at Salisbury. Yeah, that it was so. coming in there, or maybe it was even leaving from Salisbury yeah. that morning. Interesting. And when it would be through Hendricksville. So for you, um, of course, there was a when you you wouldn't remember this very well because you were just two years old when you lived in the when your parents lived in your house. But did your dad was it almost a daily thing that he would have gone to the store and kind of hung out with these people and sit around, or did he not? Did oh, he, he not, worked all the time. Okay, yeah, so so he, he worked was, at the sawmill. In in Hendricksville. in Hendricksville, and also haul logs in there. Okay, he, oh, uh, so that's the history of hauling logs. Was he didn't have? I, I always wonder what the, the deal was there. But he worked at the sawmill, mm -hmm. um, and then you guys occasionally used that old truck you talked about in the last episode. You guys used that old truck to haul logs and hauled them to that sawmill. No, now when oh. I was driving, I hauled. <laughs> I'm getting it wrong. <laughs> That sawmill was uh, shut down before I oh, got, okay. before I was 12 years old. That's when I was hauling logs, when I was 12. Okay, so so we're going to come back to that story. Yeah, okay. I want to cover um, a lot of the things about the, I want to go over the coal, hauling coal and hauling logs and all of that. We'll do that uh, maybe in a week or two. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's interesting. But your dad didn't spend much time at the store because he spent all his time working. Okay, yeah. all right. Um he had the truck he hauled logs from the woods to the sawmill with was a Model A Ford truck. And it had, uh, all it had over the back axle was uh, what they called a bolster. Okay. And then it pulled a trailer that had a big coupling pole in the center and another set of wheels on the back of this trailer. And, I got you. And, and you just, just stacked the logs up on that. And they rolled them up on them the long ways. And uh, this old truck had mechanical brakes, was all it had. And uh, they just couldn't, uh, no way hardly to stop it. And of course, it had a four-speed transmission in it. And uh, a lot of the hills he couldn't pull out could of get, when yeah. he'd go in and load the logs and he couldn't get out on the road. Right. So they'd hook horses to the front of it. And the horses would pull, and Dad would oh, so stand on the accelerator, and they'd get that thing back up on the road. And then he said, if you come to much of a hill, you'd put it down in low gear. And he said you had to hold it down in low gear. It would jump out on yep. you, mm -hmm. holding back. And then he said he put both feet on the brake pedal and pushed just as hard as he could, and he could keep it from running away and throwing the motor out of it. Because just the brakes was just when you're coming down the hill down the hill yeah, yeah. when you're coming down the hill it did, didn't have enough brakes to, to yeah. hold all those logs back no, so you just, just push all you could yeah. so but, uh, oh that's interesting now do you remember when you were um you know when you got old enough to start remembering things were horses pretty much done or were there still people that used horses and pulled a, a wagon or something with horses 
was that a part of the life you grew up with? Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. Almost every, uh, if anybody had any land bigger than a garden, they always had a team of horses. Okay. A lot of people had horses. And, and, the and they used those horses for work. I mean, they, yeah. they, they mm-hmm. pulled things and whatever. Yeah. They'd drag logs with them and they would plow. They'd put some corn out and uh, some soybeans and different okay. things. They would plow and then uh, they would disc it. Yeah. The horses would pull the disc and uh, just like the uh, Amish are doing yeah. now. Yeah, so same thing. Same thing. And uh, but a lot of the people had horses. So um, a couple of things are going through my mind here. I want to talk a little bit about as a kid kind of things you did for fun um, and that. But I also wanted to ask, like today, if you're out in the country, everybody has a yard and they mow the yard and all that kind of stuff. Well, you, did you have mowers? I mean, what, what, what did, did anybody have a mowed yard back then? Or what was that? How did that work? They had little yards and most of them had a, for their milk, they had a milk cow. Oh. Okay. So they would keep this cow up. It would mow the yard for you. Okay. That's keep interesting. Keep her in real close to the house. But, uh. They also had old push lawnmowers, and it had, they had a, a reel on them, laying crossways, and the wheels was geared, and yep. it'd make that reel spin, and that you push that and mow the yard. And that reel had like a corkscrew blade on yeah, it that right. kind of spun, and then you just pushed it out. Occasionally, yeah. you still see those around. So. Yeah. So, 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 so people did have that, but you didn't have somebody that had a, a push mower with a gasoline oh, no, engine on we, it, right? I never saw a push mower until I was... Uh, nearly in high school, get way up there. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about kids' activities. Like, what what do kids do for fun? What do you remember the kinds of things well, you did? Well, there wasn't a whole lot you could do if you was out of a family that had a little bit of money. You had a bicycle. Okay. Not very many kids had bicycles oh, because couldn't wow. afford them. The first bicycle I ever had, uh, you have ten dollars for it, which, which wasn't cheap. Oh, right no, no, that yeah. was expensive. Yeah. Then. But uh, we'd ride our bicycles and play with, you know, ride around the yard and play with the bicycles, or we'd ride tricycles if we had a driveway with enough gravel in it, you could ride a little tricycle on it. Yep. And then we'd just play tag and uh, just run and jump and, you know, chase each other and play. Let's see, Andy Over, I think they called it, where you'd throw a ball over the top of the house, and then on the other side, if you caught the ball, you was, could run, and if you come around the house and caught the other person, then they was out. And, oh, wow, and, okay. Uh, yeah, no, I just, hadn't heard of that. Oh, that's such yeah, a neat game, yeah. yeah. But uh, Jen's played that, didn't you, Marie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you but, played Andy Over, too, huh? Uh-huh. So, <laughs> sounds yeah. good. Yeah. Uh, you know, several little games like that. Red Rover, they called it, and... Where you run through a line. Oh, yeah. Now, now we played Red Rover, and then they finally outlawed that because yeah, kids were getting so, hurt. So well, kids I, I say outlawed, they, yeah. they stopped letting people do it. But so. uh, just things like that. And occasionally, uh, you would go to a house, and uh, the guy that owned the house or whatever, if uh, he had horses, he'd go out and get one of the work horses out of the barn and just put a bridle on it. Okay. And put you up on that work horse and lead it. Yeah, and you could ride that horse around and right. uh, just something else, you know, some way to entertain the kids. Something else to do. Um, what about swimming? Did you guys swim in lakes, creeks, that kind of stuff? Creek only. Okay. Yeah. Well, we swam in our lake too at home. Uh huh. That old pond, we'd swim in it out there. When you got out of it, you just 
had so much mud on you'd have to take a bath to get yeah, that right. all okay. Yeah. But uh, and then there was a swimming hole down in the creek, uh, close to where uh, Union Church is down there. Okay, so way downstream, yeah. Yeah. Uh Mm -hmm. Right in behind, I don't know if you ever knew where Ronnie Martin lived in Mm -hmm. there, the old swimming holes right down behind where his house is. Okay, no, I know exactly where that is, yeah. Yeah. But we'd go down there, and uh, once we got at least one kid older than us would have a car. And we could uh, get a quarter apiece or something, put enough gas in it to go down and go swimming and get back to the house, you know. Oh, that's interesting. Well, very good. Well, Dad, we're at 28 minutes, so let's call it a week, and we'll pick up again next week. Sounds good.